Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Welcome to episode three. This is a replay from a Zoom call that Angelica Lopez and I did in July for our Facebook ladies group. We talk about fasting, intro to fasting. We discuss our own fasting protocols, alternatives to snake juice, and also talk about the difference between water fasting and dry fasting. Welcome, ladies that are here. We are so excited to have you here. Monica and I have put together this Zoom call, which we want to have going every month to kind of support you ladies and and anything that you can think of. Any question is not a dumb question. I had people ask me the craziest things and, and then I actually wondered that I had the same question. So let's get started. So we're literally just going to talk about the basics of fasting. We're going to keep this as simple and as informative as we can. So again, I just want to welcome you all. And I want to remind you that everything that is going to be discussed in this call is based on personal knowledge and experience. None of this is medical advice. Monica is actually a nurse, so she's probably more medical than I am. So a lot of the questions she would be able to answer, that's more on the medical side to her ability. So again, take precaution with anything that we, that we talk about in regards to fasting and then all, obviously do your research and consult your own doctor before we start. All right. So I want to introduce you guys to, or you ladies to Monica, and I'm going to let her kind of tell you guys a little bit about herself, her journey, and just so we can get to know each other and a little bit more about our journeys. So I want to introduce my awesome friend, Monica. Wow. Thank you, Angelica. So most of you guys already know me. Some of you are my clients and I love you guys. You're awesome. Most of you know me from Instagram, fit.fat.hotaf. So yesterday was actually my three-month anniversary of starting this journey, and I am down 57 pounds. I started fasting last year at the beginning of 2019, and I kind of did a lot of this yo-yo back and forth. Um, I've struggled with a lot of binge eating issues, kind of, you know, fasting long and then eating like crap and regaining the same 15 pounds over and over. And the last three months, the biggest thing that changed for me is having accountability and changing this right here. I feel like weight loss is 99% mental. It's just that mind over matter and having support, having accountability. And that's kind of what helped me. So, you know, the first month I did a lot of 48 and 78 hour fast and mainly low carb. But this last two months I did a lot of OMAD, you know, some five days OMAD. Sometimes I did five day fast. It just varied based on how my body was responding and how, how, how I was feeling. A lot of walking, <laughs> like the first month I did eight to 10 miles every single day. 
every single day. I didn't do weights the first month because I was uh, fasting pretty hard. And when you start doing a lot of weight training, especially on your fasting days, it will affect your sleep. And you don't want that because sleep is that crucial time where your body is repairing, balancing your hormones. So if you're not sleeping well, you're not losing weight and you're going to retain water because your cortisol will go up the stress hormone and it's just not a good cycle. Back to you, Angelica. We actually met on the Facebook, the ladies Facebook group, and we kind of became pretty close friends immediately. Same goals and enjoy this friendship and we look forward to helping you guys and supporting you in your journey. Awesome. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. So I actually have a kind of interesting story. I actually started with alternate day fasting. So what I was doing is I was eating like crazy literally binging, pizza, nachos, name it, just going crazy. And then I would go into a 36-hour fast thinking, oh, this is going to be great. And then during those 36 hours, I was thinking about food, waiting for the clock, literally looking at my fasting app, waiting for the last second for me to do it all over again. And what happened was Mother's Day weekend, we had this crazy meal and I, I mean, I seriously looked like I was six months pregnant and I told my husband, I said, okay, this is ridiculous. We can't be doing this. This isn't working. So I think alternate day fasting works really well when you are at your 15 to 20 pounds close to your goal weight, because at that point you're lean enough that 36, 24 hours, even 48 hours is, is just perfect enough. But when you have so much weight on you, I, I really do believe that the longer fasts are going to just be a little bit better to kind of shock your system to get that weight off. So long story short, I stayed up late and I told myself, I'm just going to scatter on YouTube. And I found Cole And I saw his death fasting, how to get the weight off as fast as possible. And I pretty much was in awe with the, with the death fasting and the dry fasting. So my protocol was a little bit more intense. I did 72 hour drives. I would refeed for 48 hours and I was on a thousand calories of fruit. So on my second day of dry fast, I contacted Cole And I said, look, dude, I'm fat as hell. I'm tired of being in this fat suit. I was never like this. I was always about 130, 140. I was a collegiate athlete, played soccer my whole life. I have done two Ironmans. I don't know if you guys can see in the back. That's my Ironman pictures. So I kind of just, after kids, let myself go. And I'm talking like 60 pounds, let myself go. So... For the first two weeks, Cole said, we're going to have you on a thousand calories of fruit because I was doing consistent dry fast. So for the first month, I just did 72 dry. I never even tasted snake juice until the second month. I never stopped lifting. I never stopped walking. I I mean, I, I was pretty intense. I was dry fasting and sitting in 
a infrared sauna for 140 degrees for 45 minutes. So each time I worked out, I lost two pounds. Each time I went in the sauna, I lost another three pounds. I mean, it was insane. Then I started the walking, one hour walking in the morning, two hours in the evening. Long story short, I hit a wall after my fifth dry fast. I couldn't sleep. I was weak. I called Cole and I said, Cole, I've hit that wall, which he says you do hit a wall when you dry fast too much or when you fast too much, period. So at that point, he said, we're going to switch it up. We're going to do more cardio and more activity so that you can eat more. So for this last month, I've been eating about 1,200 to 1,500 calories, which I have to be honest with you all, I was so scared to eat because I had lost so much weight and I didn't know how my body was going to react. And yes, your body does gain weight. And it was insane because sometimes I would gain up to eight pounds. But as soon as I would go on the fast, my body would seriously drop it. So after the second month, I had lost 35 pounds and I kicked it up a notch. So at this point, I'm doing heavy lifting three, four times a week, snake walking two to three hours a day. And as of this week, I added road cycling one to two hours. And so now my goal is to eat, eat, eat and burn, burn, burn. And the last 15 to 20 pounds is the hardest to take off. So we're really hoping that this overfeeding, when I say overfeeding, it's not really, because if you think about your maintenance, your maintenance is usually about, depending on how much you weigh, it's about 1,600 to 2,000. So I'm still eating pretty low for the activity that I'm performing, but for the purposes of, of getting my body used to eating again, it's almost like a big experiment. So that's where I'm at right now. Hopefully the next picture, I will have some, some mini abs going on, but we will see. So that's it. Oh, and I wanna just throw it out there. I also had a stage four adrenal fatigue. So what that means is I was a walking zombie. My cortisol was high at night and low in the morning, which means I could not sleep. I could not lose weight. My estrogen was through the roof and I was just a hot mess. I, I think a lot of you know that I'm an interrogator for the government. So I have a very, very high stress job and stress and not sleeping it is the biggest, biggest thing that will literally obliterate your progress. If you are not sleeping and you are not stress-free, you, you're not going to see that scale move. You have to sleep. Sleep is number one. You lose the fat while you're sleeping. So keep that in mind. You have to sleep your eight hours, seven hours, and you have to, have to Put that in your number one list that has to be your priority is sleep so now i'm going to switch it over to monica and we're going to talk about snake juice and all the alternatives to what we can drink during a fast i'm not a big fan of snake juice and people always ask me like is there anything else i can drink and like i'll mix my own when i do drink it and i'll do half the amount of himalayan salt that cole recommends 
And when I refeed, what I usually what I usually use is the Ultima electrolytes, and then I just dry fast. And they're not like you can't really drink them during your fast because they have a lot of crap in them. Here's one that I have at home. This is the pomegranate. Oh, the light pomegranate, but it's got a lot of stuff like beetroot powder, just stuff that's not, that is going to mess up your fast. So I only use it when I refeed, put in my water, rehydrate, and then I usually go on a dry fast. And, you know, some of my clients use different alternatives to make the snake juice taste a little bit better. Like for example, putting a little bit of mint in your water or like basil or something just to kind of flavor it just a little bit without adding calories. But I know Angelica has been using some other mineral tablets and I've never used them. Actually, I want to try them, but I've never used those before. So talk about. Yeah. So I don't like snake juice. My husband loves it. He swears by it. He actually drinks it for fun. I don't know how that works. Yeah crazy stuff he drinks it for fun he drinks he drinks it for fun yeah a lot of people had questions about the kidney shot the kidney shot you could kind of take it whenever you want i usually take it after a dry fast i don't usually take it after a water fast i tend to do the one with the baking soda without the lemon i will tell you this if and when because it happens to all of us you will have what I call shards or poop water. That is normal. When you fast, the inside of your stomach regrows its, its, its layer, mucosal layer. And whenever you break a fast and you start putting anything in your body, whether it be liquid or food, it's very sensitive. So the reaction of your digestive tract is to kind of send out all the kind of poop and and water that's kind of sitting in there, which is normal. It's supposed to last about an hour. If it lasts longer than an hour, there there's an issue. But till this day, I still get it. I know after I break a fast, I'm going to have to be close to a bathroom. So keep that in mind. I've heard from people that they've actually pooped themselves and needed to go home and change because they didn't foresee this water poop. Yeah. So I do want to mention something else with the kidney shots. Like I actually take it before I start a dry fast if I'm going longer than 48 hours. So I do like a teaspoon of baking soda on my water. What that does, it helps to alkalize your kidneys so you don't get kidney stones. And then I do another kidney shot with the one. You can do like ACV, apple cider vinegar, and one teaspoon of baking soda. And you can drink that at the end as well. The big thing with the baking soda is you don't want to drink it as you're eating because you do want acidity in your stomach because if you make your stomach alkaline, it will be hard for you to digest food. So if you do do those kidney shots, make sure you do it between hour and a half to two hours before eating. Okay. Don't drink it with your food because it's going to make your digestion hard. Right. Awesome. So another question a lot of people said is how much of the snake juice do I need to take? I think we're all different and you're kind of like your own judge. 
My husband drinks about two liters a day. He thinks that he needs it. If you need a little bit more, go ahead. Some people don't need that much. It all depends on your activity. Now we're in the middle of summer. I live in Texas. Monica lives in Tennessee. And so it's very hot summers and humid. So based on your sweat rate, if you're sweating more than usual, you're probably going to need more liquid based on you sweating out all the water and all the electrolytes that comes out of your sweat. So these are kind of like the snake diet recipes that are out there floating on their internet. People have their own little take on it. I know there's a lot of different electrolyte drink mixes. I know Dr. Berg has his own and There's one that they sell at Costco. There's really a lot of different things. The only thing that I'm going to throw out there is make sure that you're looking at the ingredients. Anything that has sugar will not keep you in a fast and will technically break a fast. And this Ultima, I've never tried it, but I'm assuming it's very, very yummy, but it does have stevia in it. And even though people say that stevia does not cause an insulin spike, For some people, it may. I actually cannot do stevia. It bloats me. So I automatically know when there's stevia in something because I get get this bloating feeling and then the inside of my mouth starts to tingle for some weird reason. So let's talk about the men. So the multi-minerals, I actually found this through Dr. Mindy Letts. She's also a fasting kind of doctor guru on YouTube. And I was watching one of her videos and she mentioned this is what she prescribes to her fasting clientele and patients. She doesn't believe in snake juice. She doesn't like snake juice. She believes that there's other systematic or easier ways to keep your minerals inside. And so I actually bought these and decided to try them out. I really like them. I I take two before I start a dry fast and I am a hundred bucks. No issues, no cramping no problem sleeping. And I took two before I did a 72. So with the level of activity that I have, I was perfectly fine with them. So I would... Just FYI, none of these products, we don't like, we're not sponsored or anything like that. We don't get any referral (laughs) for promoting any of these. These are just personal. I've never used the men and I use the Ultima sometimes. So we're not trying to promote any of them. These are just different things that we have tried that either have worked or haven't worked for us. Awesome. So I know that the men I got from revelationhealth.com, I got the big bottle of 128 pills and so far so good. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Again, this is the snake juice. How much is it? How much are are these? Um, I think I paid like 26 bucks. And it came in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Cool. So, yes. uh, Ileana asks, so are you replacing the men instead of snake juice? Yes. She is. I am. Snake juice at all. That's, yeah. So how often do I take the sparkling water? I'm going to say yes. And the only reason why I'm going to say yes to the sparkling water is because Cole does it. I actually caught caught him doing it one day and he has a video that he's drinking sparkling water. It's not going to break your fast. In fact, I've actually heard that sparkling water calms your, your hunger pains. And so I would totally try it. I don't like anything fizzy. I think the sparkling water, like what I'm drinking right now, this is the AHA, the flavored one. 
are not recommended. So plain sparkling water, because we don't know, it says in here, natural flavors. And those natural flavors, we don't know what they are. So technically, when you are fasting, you're not supposed to. I do sometimes, like I'll have like one, because I love these so much. I'll have like one maybe in a day if I'm, if I'm doing snake juice. And how often do I take them in? Well, or how, how often? I literally just take two before I start my dry fast. So two pills before one my dry day, fast. Right? Yeah, and I haven't had a problem. And I, I, I do all types of activity and I, I sweat like a banshee. My sweat rate is crazy. I don't, I don't do teas. I do when I'm, when I'm actually feeding, I do green tea. And I have to tell you, ladies, if you're not drinking green tea, you need to start because green tea actually oxidizes the fat in your body and starts moving it around. And it is just amazing what green tea does to your body. There's a lot of benefits of drinking green tea. I actually drink two to three a day and I don't drink coffee or caffeine. So I tend to drink them before three o'clock or else I won't sleep. I'll be bouncing off the walls at night. But green tea is amazing. Like drink it, drink it, drink it. It is so good for you. And it has so many good properties. And I have to tell you this, it actually removes excess water from your body. So if you're carrying a little extra water because you had some carbs or or it's that time of the month, drink the green tea. I will guarantee you will wake up the next day and pee like five pounds. It's insane. All right, so let's get into this snake juice versus dry. I think a lot of people want to know a lot of this. And then I'll let Monica go ahead and start. And then I'll look over and, and see if I can answer some of these questions on the chat. Okay, so let me get out of this chat thing. So snake juice, snake juice versus dry fasting. So like we both kind of agreed, like we prefer dry fast because we, A, we don't like the taste of snake juice, but snake juice, you can go up to seven days, one to two liters. And again, it's based on how you feel, based on your activity. You know, if you're having, you know, a headache, or if you feel super tired, you probably need to drink more. So just go with how you feel. That's, my, that's the most common question people ask. Like, how much should I drink? Well, don't force it. Don't force the, the, the water. Just drink based on how you're feeling. You definitely, if you're going over 24 hours for fasting, you do need to replenish your electrolytes, especially if you're drinking a lot of water because you are going to pee out your electrolytes and then you can get into big trouble like cardiac issues, like tachycardia increase heart rate you can you know pass out feel dizzy so it can get really dangerous especially going longer longer than 24 hours you can work out on snake juice there's no contraindications the only problem with working out too hard when you are fasting is that your sleep is not going to be great so when i fast i don't i personally don't do like weight training i still walk and do like light cardio, but I don't do like heavy lifting or anything like that because it does affect my sleep when I'm going longer than 48 hour fast. And according to, I think your husband actually, and some people, you can lose about half a pound to a pound a day on the snake juice. I haven't like paid attention to it much, so I don't really know. And then with snake juice, you can do more activity, especially right now when it's so hot, you don't have to worry about getting dehydrated. Okay, so I kind of, 
I'm going to be honest with you all. I love dry fasting. I think it gets the weight off quicker, but it is a lot more intense. So there's two, there's two types of dry fast. There's a soft and a hard dry fast. I've always done the soft just because in the time that we're dealing with this coronavirus, a soft dry fast means that you are able to have contact with water. So what that means is you can wash your hands, wash your face, take a shower and brush your teeth. That's what that means having a soft dry fast. A hard dry fast is no contact with water at all. So what that means is no showers, no brushing your teeth, no washing your hands. So literally no, no, no contact with water. Now I've never done a hard one, but I know that it does take off more weight than a soft because whenever you are in a dry state, your body will absorb any water that comes in contact with. So for example, your skin is the biggest organ in our body. And so if you take a shower, you literally feel like your body is soaking it up like a sponge. Like I said, I've done a soft, I'm fine with it. I like to shower and brush my teeth. And I, I don't know, I gotta have to go to work. I don't want people thinking I stink. So anyway, so that's the difference between soft and a hard. So a lot of people always ask about, can a body die dry fasting? So yes, you can, you can die dry fasting, definitely. Now, do we want to find out? Definitely not. I know that, you know, Cole has done seven days and he did it with very lean, lean mass. The more fat you have on you, the more cushion you have. Practically, you're carrying around your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so somebody that has a little bit more body fat will probably be able to do a dry faster easier than most people. But from what I hear is we all have different experiences with it. I love dry fast. I think they're awesome. I do them all the time. I actually just finished the 48 today and I'm jumping into another one. And the reason why is I, I actually feel like I'm getting a little cold coming on. And so anytime that you are feeling sick, you do a dry fast and it will literally obliterate any cold or sinus or anything you got going on. There is a video that Cole made about coronavirus that if you are to get it, that's definitely dry fast because it will kill it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I have been sick in the past and have done a dry fast and have gotten over it quickly. So with dry fasting, you also have to keep in mind that you have to go into it super hydrated. When I say super hydrated, I mean, before you start, your pee better be clear. There better not be a tint of yellow in your pee. You need to be hydrated to the maximum. Hydration just means drink lots of water. Make sure you get your electrolytes in. Fruit is very hydrating. I know a lot of the ladies out there are keto and don't do fruit, but I always did fruit. And because I told Cole that I was going to be doing 172 every week during my first month of weight loss, he had me on a thousand cal fruit. And I don't, a lot of people saw, it was literally like a, my fruit looked like a zoo feeding for an animal. It was like an Australian I asked bowl. her if she was a vegan when I first met you on, on one of the groups. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> why are you eating so much fruit? Are you a vegan? And she's like, no. See, like for me, like I would probably like go into like sugar coma if I ate that much. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. 
yeah. It looked really good. I actually could never eat the thousand. The first bowl that I had of a thousand, I showed it to Cole and, and I'm like, I probably got a fourth of a weight. Besides fruit being high in sugar, high in carb, it also has a lot of nutrition in it. And it's also very, very water dense. It has a lot of water. And so it just, it just fit. So for the first two weeks, all I did was eat fruit and the weight just melted off of me. And keep in mind, I was coming off of keto where I feel, and this is my personal opinion. I feel that when I was keto, my, my body felt very dry. It wasn't very like juicy, if that makes any sense. I felt like my skin and, and my hair and everything was kind of brittle. It wasn't like juicy, if that makes any sense. And that was for me. I know I spoke a little bit about some genetic testing that I had done. And the test actually said that the keto diet was actually the worst diet I could be on based on my genetic makeup. So we'll touch a little bit of, on the, the genetic testing that I did. And I think that could be a whole different call because there's just so much to go over on the test. It's pretty cool stuff. When you dry fast, it's definitely harder to work out. Everybody, especially Cole, says, you know, light walking, light exercise. Any type of cardio that you do when you dry fast is called death cardio. I was just looking at some of the questions and Nahid asked, have you been able to work with rolling dry 72-hour fast? Yes, I work 24-hour shifts and I've done five-day dry fast while working. So it's not, I mean... Again, you just, you have to go with how you feel, you know, go with, listen to your body. If you feel dizzy, if you don't feel well, drink some water. So just, you just have to go with how you feel. And also depending where you live, you know, if you live in a really, really hot climate and you're outside a lot, you're probably not going to be able to dry fast that long. So to kind of move along, I lose a lot of weight in dry fasting. I just, I went on vacation. I ate everything in sight. I'm not going to lie. You know, don't be afraid of food. If, if, if you're going to eat, eat. But keep in mind, if you overeat, you're going to have to pay, pay the dues, right? I went on vacation. I ate everything in sight. I'm talking pizza, pasta, chips, name it. I was on vacation. I didn't care. I knew that I was going to gain weight. I, I actually gained eight pounds. But let me tell you, I did two days of dry fast and it was gone like literally in two days gone. And so you want to get your body into that groove where if you do overeat, that you're able to kind of have that metabolic flexibility as Cole calls it. And, and how you get that is by working out and doing cardio. Cardio will usually get all the water weight off, not most of it, but if you dry fast, you'll drop a lot of it. Again, dry fast is more mentally and emotionally taxing. But let me tell you this. I told this to somebody and I said, I'd rather crave water than crave a pizza. So when you dry fast, you forget about food because you are being literally you're dry. So there's, there's nothing in you. You're, you're, everything is being sucked out of you. So forget the food. You stop thinking about food and you start thinking about water. And you start appreciating water and how nice it feels and how great it is. And if you haven't tried to dry fast, I would say start with 24 hours and really get to that point so that you could see what I'm talking about. The other thing I want to say very quickly is dry fasting cures so many different things inside your body. After autophagy, then there's regeneration of the cells. So what that means is old cells 
get kicked out and new cells are formed. Another great thing is that your dendrites in your brain start firing even more. So a lot of people talk about euphoria and, and, and I will attest to this. I, I felt like I was superhuman. I'm actually standing right now. I have a standing desk. I was cleaning the house. I was doing everything that I wanted to do. There was no bloating. There was no, there was no thinking about, you know, my clothes. There was no thinking about what people were saying online. I mean, it's literally puts you at this mental state of just euphoria where you're just like unstoppable and almost just un- unhuman, like almost like superhero, like, and everything is just your sight, your eyes, the whites of my eyes got wider, my skin cleared up. I mean, it's incredible what it does. Again, it's not sustainable long-term. It does do a lot after a while. Anything of too much is going to be bad for you. So just keep that in mind, you know, going to both protocols doing your research and with extreme caution. And then the other, the other thing is that when you drive fast, your body pulls the water from your fat cells, which to me, and I also think for Monica, is it literally eats away at your chunk. I mean, our stomachs were just like these huge tubs. And I think when we drive fasted, that was, that was our tub of food for our body and it breaks down fat cells. It will break down your fat cells to get the water out for your body. And then on the flip side of that, you gain more weight breaking a dry fast because your body is going to hold on to every single little ounce of water. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say about five pounds, I would say five to seven pounds with food. So just keep that in mind. And you will retain excess water coming off of it because your body is like been starved for water. So, so that's what we got there. All right. So I'm going to let Monica talk about refeeds because she is the queen of refeeds. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I, I learned through experience because I messed up many, many times. So, you know, last year I fasted, you know, long fast, three, four, five days. And I would go and refeed and it would just, I would go into a bench every time. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I feel so deprived every time I break my fast? Like you, you feel like you're losing your mind because you're like working so hard. You're not eating for three, four, five days. And then you just binge for days and you gain like 10 pounds. So this year, what I figured out, what works for me, somebody that's an emotional eater, binge eater, you know, stress eater, boredom eater. I eat because I'm happy. I eat because I'm bored. What worked for me is keeping my fast, like rolling my fast. Like let's say I did 72 hour fast. Then I would refeed for one to two hours and then I would go right back into fasting. So this way I'm not snacking throughout the day. So having that small window for refeed really kind of helped me mentally to know that okay, this is it for me. I can eat during these two hours and then no more. And, you know, you, you will still have those thoughts like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I have to eat. I'm going crazy. You see food everywhere. You smell food everywhere. And the key to that is keeping yourself busy, occupied. If you having those thoughts, you know, you, like you feel like you want to eat, you're probably not hungry. It's mental hunger. It's boredom. It's habits that we've created over years so the best thing 
that has worked for me is to keep yourself busy, get yourself distracted, go for a walk, go to bed early, read a book, you know, call somebody, just stay out of the kitchen because otherwise you will convince yourself that you are hungry and you're going to eat. So for me, that has made a huge, huge difference, keeping those refeeds to a small window and then knowing that this is it. You know, if I go to see my parents for dinner and I tell my mom, I'm like, mom, I can only eat during, you know, two hour window. Then she stops bugging me about like, oh, do you want something to eat? Oh, are you hungry? So that has, that has helped a lot for me when it comes to refeeds. I do have a video, I think on my Instagram, on my IGTV about binge eating and emotional eating. If you haven't watched it, I would watch it because it talks a lot about that mental connection to food. And another thing is, you know what, if you do mess up and let's say, you know, you have something that you should not have had or sugar, don't dwell on it. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't beat yourself up. I used to do that all the time. And that is not good mentally because then you feel even more guilty. So just for, forgive yourself and just get back into it. Just get back into fasting. No dwelling on, on, on stuff, okay? I actually always reach out to Monica when I have something bad <laughs> because I feel, you know, she puts me back on track and she's there for me. And, and again, I think getting an accountability partner when you're just not feeling it, you're feeling run down, you're lazy, you just ate a whole pizza whatever it may be, get an accountability partner. I think Monica had mentioned it today in the group. It really helps to have somebody there to keep you accountable in your ups and in your downs. So if you're doing something great, tell your accountability partner. If you're doing something bad, tell your accountability partner. And, you know, refeeds are always going to be a very touchy subject. I think the end goal is we want to get to metabolic flexibility where, you know what, I'm going to have a piece of cake. It's not going to be the end of the world. The ground's not going to open and cold's going to come out yelling at you. In fact, I think we can all learn from Maya, the 500 pound lady, fasting lady. She actually is living with Cole right now and Cole goes to bed at 10 o'clock at night and her and another girl actually would go behind Cole's back and would order food at night. While Cole really? Yes. She put on 70 pounds. And he was lying to Cole and Cole said, why the hell are you gaining weight? You're up 70 pounds. So finally she came out and she said, well, we've been ordering food while you sleep and binging. So she put on 70 pounds. Definitely go check out that video. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I mean, Maya, which one is it? Maya. Yes. So we're, we're, I mean, come on ladies, we're not going to put on 70 pounds, but if you do, you know what to do. You know what you shouldn't be eating and what you should be eating. Now, I know a lot of ladies have told me, oh my God, you eat so many carbs. The reason why I eat carbs is genetically for my makeup, I'm actually supposed to be at a high carb rate. I posted my results on the group so you guys can look through that. I'll, I'll make another Zoom call and we will go step by step through my results so I can tell you exactly why I know what to eat. I think today I had bread and beans and a bunch of carbs. But if you are going to have carbs, you have to utilize them. Carbs, if not used, are stored as fat. They yeah. go, they will go and be stored. Everything that we have, all the fat that we have stored 
has been from all the food we ate that was never utilized for so-called rainy day. Well, we don't live in the woods. We're not getting stuck somewhere. And so we just have to be very conscious of that. Again, I'm not keto. I know there's a lot of people that are keto and, and they do really well on keto. I did not do well on keto. I actually need to be on a low fat diet based on my genetic composition. So refeeds are always going to be a touchy subject. I know that people do, you know, windows of OMAD and maybe two hours. I eat twice a day at 12 and four o'clock and I have a morning workout and an evening workout. In fact, as, as soon as I get off this call, I'm going to go walk. So you know, be very conscious of what you put in your mouth. But also, you know, it's not the end of the world. We're all human. I can't expect you ladies not to have a piece of cake for the rest of your life or a glass of wine, or, you know, whatever it is you like to eat. But conquer your food addictions. If you know that, you know, if you had a bad day, you broke up with your husband, something happened, somebody yelled at you, you got a nasty email. Our first reaction is I'm going to go eat ice cream, I'm going to go drink wine. Our society has literally invited this, this habit that, you know, somebody thing goes wrong, you're on the couch eating a pint of ice cream. Why isn't that, you know, you get a promotion and you're fasting, right? It, that doesn't work, right? You have to be eating and socializing and drinking. Another thing I want to throw out there about the drinking is if you drink alcohol it takes 48 hours for your body to get the alcohol out and it stops burning your fat. Your fat oxidation stops completely for 48 hours. So if you have a glass of wine every single night, you're not going to burn any fat. Now you may lose some weight, but it's not going to be the weight you want to be the fat. It literally will stop your fat burning for two days, 48 hours. So something to keep in mind. We will talk more about refeeds. I think refeeds are always a touchy subject. You know, I always did two days of refeed because I didn't want to limit myself to an hour or a very small window. And I also didn't want to get my body to the point where it was always wanting food and I couldn't have it. And so I would always break down my, my big zoo feedings of fruit into, into two meals. And I kind of taught my body, hey, you're going to get two meals a day and just go with it. Oh, man, doesn't work for me. I'm starving half the time. And I think it's the activity level. And so we'll talk more about refeeds. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is the emotional eating and the sugar, the sugar highs. And it's an addiction. We have a food addiction and it's your brain, your brain wants you to be fat. Your brain wants you to eat. Your brain wants you to tell yourself, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that. It will tell you all those things. And if you conquer your food addictions, you are just going to be at a whole different level of mind-body connection. And it's true what Cole says. You become minimalistic. You don't care about what people are saying. You know, judgment, fear of judgment, what are people going to say with my gut hanging out of my underwear, you know, all that stuff kind of just goes away. And then you just get to this nice place where you're feeding yourself. And you start realizing that what you feed yourself during a refeed is actually nutrition, and it's going to get you through your your fasting. If you eat shit, you're going to feel like shit, right? Your body is like a Lamborghini. If you put 
shitty gas on the Lamborghini, it's not going to run. It's going to be crappy. You are the Lamborghini and you deserve good fuel. And just think about it that way. And if you don't feel like you look like a Lamborghini, you are a Lamborghini. We're just getting there. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at fitfathotaf.